Your own podcast. Your own solo podcast you're doing right now. Well, you're keep making fun of me. You know, I, I'm going to make fun of you. You're doing your own solo. This is the stupidest idea I've heard in my entire life. DC Comics Rush Hour. I mean, that's cool. It's getting stupider as we speak. What's wrong with the Rush Hour? I, I recorded Who is going Rush to ca- Who's going to make entertaining? Me. And all the DC characters that I talk about, you know. This is the stupidest idea in the world. Yeah, well, you know, could be. You're listening to the Old Titans. This is John Paul. The co-creator slash executive producer of the Old Titans podcast, The Legendary B-Man. And our guest for the week. Brian, or Comic Brian, or I forgot my name. Comic Brian. Comic Brian, yeah, it's been a while. He's it's been, been so long, long that you forgot your name. From Coin yeah, Operated. I think it's been since May. Since May. Wow. The slightly more May. vulgar version of our show. Yeah. Okay. Let's go slightly. That's that's nice. That's let's nice. Go slightly. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you can't tell from the opening, yes, I have started my own separate podcast because I keep being made fun of for being at DC Comics just constantly and all the time. Yes. I do. I, I, I do. I do. I do. But I just don't know who's going to carry the show. That's all. Uh, the comics. That's that's pretty much it. It's all going to be about the content. Because to be fair, since I guess I'm the comic book guy, Marvel is just tanking right now with their comic books. They're to the point where they're almost unreadable, like the Justice League movie. And it's DC Comics, they're killing it. I mean, you have Mr. Miracle, who now everybody loves because of how great it's been written. You have Batman Metal that just came out. Who's writing Mr. Miracle? Uh, Tom King. Really? Yep. Was that a previous Alan Moore guy, I believe, Mr. Miracle? I'm thinking somebody different. Oh, that was Miracle Man. Miracle yeah. Man, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Miracle was a Jack Kirby. Creation. Yeah. So yeah. So, so, hate to say it, but a DC podcast or yeah. what was it? Rush Hour. DC Comics Rush Hour. So it, I recorded in my car while yeah. driving to work. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, especially with the TV shows doing really good. Like Inhumans also got the uh, almost unwatchable rating as well. So really, yeah, they said it was really really bad, and they're still trying to fix it. Now you heard the news on the movie Justice League that comes out in November. Is that right? November, I think, 18th, I believe. Something and the like that, yeah. news was what? It's uh, The original cut was unwatchable, and that's why they're spending so much time and so much money doing the reshoots to make it a better movie. Tony, Zack Snyder, man. he I, I feel bad for what happened to him. I really do. He's not a bad guy, but his movie is just... He's not... No. On a positive note, whether that's true or not, or just no. rumor or anything else, there's a lot of reshoots. Yep. Joss Whedon is re-editing, reshooting. Yep. Um, supposedly changing the ending... Yeah. Um, he changed the music for the whole thing. I mean, he's... Yeah, and... It, it's going to be a different movie than it oh, was. Yeah. And one of the things that the main focus is they're redoing a lot of the cyborg scenes. So they're pretty much making him more either of a central character or more of a light-hearted, happy character instead of so dark how they portrayed him before. A little so, bit more like the Teen Titans go. Yeah, so they're making Big Stone... Booyah! Bit, you know, that, that kind of... Not hopefully not. Hopefully not Booyah. Okay. Yeah, hopefully not Teen Titans go, but maybe the original Teen Titans. But that's what... The yeah. younger kids picture as cyborg, exactly. so yeah, they don't have to go all the way to Booyah cyborg, but yeah, like, they don't want to make him unrecognizable. Yeah, so that's going to be very interesting to see how all this is going to pan to it, because I don't know if you guys remember, the last time they made a big deal about reshoots was uh, Rogue One, where they did the reshoots and everyone was extremely hesitant, like, ooh, they probably, they probably yeah. made it more happy-go-lucky, and instead, like, I guess spoilers in case you haven't seen it. <laughs> it is on Netflix now, but yeah. just in case. It's probably the greatest Star Wars movie, one of them. It's def- I think it's one of the top two. Yeah. That and Empire, the 
they made it darker. So it's one of those things where maybe the reshoots will help it out to change the mood. So, yeah, that's about all my DC knowledge at the moment. Yeah, yeah I would love to see what Rogue One was like before the reshoots, yeah. just to compare. Because if it was actually better before the reshoots and the reshoots hurt it, wow, it must have been the best thing ever. No, Rogue One, I think what happened was they gave it to the director and he said he wanted to, you know, kill the characters. But, you know, they're not going to let us kill all these characters off. We can't do it. We made him more happy. And then Disney came back and said, no, these characters need to die to make this successful. Yeah. That Which was true. So yeah. it makes sense. They were on the same page. They just had a, they thought they were in a more different direction. And so. Yeah. And I think it's like who's in charge of the movies also how about too because Kathleen Kennedy is the one in charge of the Star Wars films at Disney. And then now you have uh, Jeff Jones in charge of a lot more stuff at DC. Yeah. So Justice League was filmed before he transitioned over to that type stuff or I guess he was filming he he was in the middle of it yeah Yeah, he was in the middle of it and I think now with Snyder leaving Jeff Jones is kind of like yeah we need to uh, this needs to be fixed yeah yeah a little little bit more rebirth it yeah because he has a you guys are pretty familiar with Jeff Jones yes history or at least like some of his history and all that stuff one of his first jobs was an intern for Richard Donner yeah so it was one of those he has the movie experience he has the DC knowledge he went to uh, Michigan State they have one of the oldest copies of Wonder Woman for like people could go look at it things like that on archive cool. so he knows his lore of history movies and stuff like that DC right. so it's one of those things where like eh, we need him more directing the movies like yeah. how Kevin Ferg is with Marvel yeah yeah. if, if Jeff Johns is in charge of it I, I feel more comfortable with, with anything yeah. at DC yeah not hijacking you guys podcast sorry no, about no, that no, no, that's no, cool that's, that's, it's that's actually cool. interesting um, yeah However, since we had said today was going to be a little bit different, actually we didn't say it to anybody who's listening, we said it amongst ourselves, but now we're saying it out loud, right? This is out loud? You said it out loud, yes. Yeah, I just said it out loud, okay, good, so I'm not imagining this whole conversation. No, it was out loud. Okay, it's recorded. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a little bit different. Normally we have, you know, our three distinct segments. We do the B-Man question of the week. Right. We do the news, and then we do our main topic. This week, the B-Man question of the week was so... So fantastic, so I, I incredible. Yes. I, I, I'm trying to build him up since I'm doing this other podcast without him. Oh, well, the one big news that I mentioned, though, we had our podcast poker tournament that B Man won. Yeah, it wasn't really a podcast poker well, tournament. The three of us, Comic Brian, you and we Mike. were in it. Yeah, we were in it. I came in fourth place. John Paul went out like somewhere in the middle. No, he's always early. Well, there were two people went out, and then four uh, people rebought, and then one person went out, and then I went out. Oh, whatever, I get the money. Something like that. Yeah, you got the money. That is. It really doesn't matter beyond that. <laughs> well, if you're any, we were in the top three, you got the money. But that's, that's all that really that's matters. Um, but we'd said the B-Man question of the week was so good that we're going to bypass the news and we're going to make that the main topic for the week. So, B-Man, hit us with it. Remind everybody, what is the B-Man question of the week? The, it's the a basic like question, yeah. and, but it's really more to it. A given situation, you know, the two most popular characters in comic book history... Joker and Batman, you know, good guy, bad guy, etc. Whatever. Would Joker, if given the opportunity, actually kill Batman? And there's a lot to get into yeah. with the, with the topics and whatnot, but just for to hit it off. So, like you said, there's a ton to get into there. Right. Not only are there different iterations in the comics. There's you know the movie versions. There's the animated Adam West series, version, yeah. the animated series version. Um, it might almost vary a little at a time as, as to what it is. So I think we almost have to go with 
to, to simplify it so we don't talk for multiple hours here, is the, the, the um, Batman and Joker that we've been reading about for, say, the past 20 to 30 years right. since yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths, maybe. Right, go from there. Go from there, yeah, yes. from about that point. So, as a guest, do you want to... Oh, you know, I, I could go second Chime in first? Yeah, uh, go for it. Any, any thoughts? Do you want to give a simple yes or no, or do you want to give a nice... Ev- Long evolved answer. You know? I'll go for the nice long drawn out answer. <laughs> kind of like a Grant Morrison for, answer for five hundred dollars, Alex. Yes. Well, it, it's either a Grant Morrison answer or a Frank Miller Dark Knight uh, Strikes Again answer. So we'll figure out which one's which. Uh, honestly, if the Joker could kill Batman, the Joker disappears completely because they're both the yin and the yang, where they both complement each other, and they both they're both complete opposites. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, that in The Dark Knight Strikes Again, or The Dark Knight Returns, when Batman retires, the Joker goes away. Because the Joker, his greatest motivation is Batman. Yep. So when Batman disappears, the Joker disappears. Didn't he go comatose, I believe, or something like that? He goes into a psychiatric ward, and he just doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Just a drooling pool of yeah. Joker. And another example of this is in the New 52, where... Something happens, there's like a Lazarus pit in the middle of it. Uh, Joker and Bruce Wayne kind of like lose their memories of who they used to be. So yep. they don't remember who's the Joker, who's Batman. One of the things there was like Bruce Wayne went to see the Joker and the Joker knew who Bruce Wayne was and just didn't acknowledge Bruce Wayne at all whatsoever. It was kind of like, you are a random person in the street. So... They need to exist with each other. So the Joker does try to kill Batman because that's what he wants to do. Because he's the worthy adversary. He He's like his equal. So if he kills Batman, he's no longer the equal to him. So that's... Kind of your general take yeah, on it. Yeah, general take on it. Like okay. I said, my Grant Morrison or uh, yeah. Frank Miller answer. My, mine was more along the lines of I don't think his goal is to kill Batman. I don't think his ultimate goal is to try to kill Batman, no matter how many traps and all the other stuff he does. You're right, the yin-yang, the, the the ultimate good guy, bad guy, you know, opposite number. I think his, you know, for Joker, it's just to exist as a chaotic force. And he didn't care who he kills, except he didn't consider Batman just another person. He can kill people. But Batman is his opposite, you know, Lord, you know, almost the Lords of Order and Lords of Chaos type thing yeah. in human embodiment there. Um, so I don't think his goal is to kill Batman, but he is completely okay with putting Batman in situations that he could die. Almost testing him, almost, you know, putting him to the challenge, the same way Batman is challenging him, you know, trying to stop him. And if Batman was to ever die in one of those traps, I think Joker, well, he might be sad that his game is done, he might go away... Yeah. I think he would actually see it as a mercy because if Batman was to actually fall for one of these traps, he finally bested him. It it, it was time for Batman to to be gone. He no longer was his equal. He no longer was worthy of the name and worthy of the title. So it was time. It was a mercy killing at that point. And I agree with both you guys, actually. So I'm going to leave it right there for that part because, again, you said pretty much everything. Um, Couple part question. Number one, does Joker know who Batman is? Or who Bruce Wayne is, I should say. Because Batman is Batman. I would say yes, just because, like, the Riddler knows who Batman is. Hugo Strange knows who Batman is. And 
Hugo Strange, the Riddler, are on par with the Joker. So if those two will know who that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person, and the Joker doesn't, that's kind of like a huge insult to the Joker, in my opinion. I don't know, from the Joker's point of view, I don't know that he sees it as he knows who he really is. I think he, like like Bruce, Batman is who he really is. Right. Bruce is a mask. I, I know it's... Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of only halfway answering your question. I think, I think Brian's right. I think it's... He knows they're one and the same person, but Bruce is a mask. Who cares? Batman is the real person. Batman is who his foe is. Batman is his opposite and equal. Who cares about Bruce? And I admit, I haven't read much recently, but when was the last time Joker actually went after Bruce Wayne? Because you figure a guy like Bruce Wayne, big playboy, billions of dollars, this and this and this, he'd be a target for Joker. Has but Joker never... actually ever gone through Bruce Wayne before? Like, I can't think of when he ever has in the comics. I'm sure he has somewhere. He did in the original Adam West Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I know, I'm just saying, that's, yeah. you were saying when was the last time? That's the last time I can remember. I don't remember a time before that. I don't know if you know anything in the comics. I can't remember either because the Joker has, from what I've read and all that stuff, the Joker has always gone after Batman. Right. Because Bruce Wayne, very few people have gone after Bruce Wayne. Like, even in the, the video games, like the Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, Hugo Strange went after Bruce Wayne and Batman. Riddler went after Bruce Wayne and Batman. Joker went after Batman. Now, there was the story back... I don't know, was it a couple years ago, where I want to say um, the Joker did invade Wayne Manor and captured um, Alfred. Yeah. And that was a story where didn't they have Alfred actually lose an arm and then that went oh, away? Yeah, that was the I think it was the New Fifty Two. It was in the, yeah. It was in the storyline where he, uh, the Joker, infiltrated the Batcave, kidnapped the Bat family, and, and things like that. Right, but. But he picked up Alfred actually inside Wayne Manor. Yeah. So I don't know if he was in Wayne Manor to try to get Bruce or to try to get Alfred. I. So I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I have that, that story now you're talking about. I think he wanted Bruce to come on and play, or Batman to come on and play. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like everything that they've done so far, just like over the generations, we mentioned earlier, Frank Miller. Joker goes away when Batman goes away. Scott Snyder. Doesn't remember the Joker. Doesn't right. remember who Bruce Wayne is. Doesn't remember similar, similar idea. Yeah. Yeah. So who's the Joker? And then you start going to like the more in detailed parts of the Batman mythos of the Joker and their correlation, where when he gets into the I forgot the name of the chair where he goes Mobius into the chair. The, there it is, the Mobius chair. He goes in there. The first question he asks like, "Who killed my parents?" Joe Chill. Who is the Joker? And you just see him go, "No, no," like in shock. That that is that is the one place where, as much as I trust in Jeff Johns and everything, I hate that moment. I'm not sure if I hate it, but they've not, they haven't followed through with it. They they did like one more moment of that. This, this is what we're referring to as the there are three jokers. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the answer was which one or which of the three do you mean or something like that was what the chair answered. Um, so supposedly there are three different jokers out there, and when they showed that on the screen later, when they revealed to us what the Mobius chair said to it. Yeah. You saw three different images from different eras of the Joker in the comics. You had kind of the classic golden golden age right. drawing. You had the um, Killing Joke, you know, large purple hat, Hawaiian shirt looking Joker, and you had the Scott Snyder peel off the face and come back yeah. later version of the Joker. So you had those three, and I guess it was Jeff Johns trying to do his rebirth thing of 
trying to reconcile all of that into a unique story, but nobody has picked up on it. It's probably because Scott Snyder has controlled Batman since then, yeah. not Jeff Johns. And I don't know where they're going to go with it. So I, I, would, I don't like it in, on the surface, but I don't know if I'll like it once he gives the full story. Well, the thing is, that's happened, what, a couple of years ago, I believe, that storyline. Yeah, because that was in the... There's Dark, Rebirth. Yeah, that was the Dark Side War. Dark Side Wars. Right, is the Dark Side War followed immediately by Rebirth, which hit yeah. at the end of that. So that's a year and three months ago. Okay. So first of all, that's... They, that's took too long to take care of that. Second yeah. of all, Batman, I think, is like the smartest guy in this universe. The one of the smartest guys in this universe. <laughs> you mean to tell me one of the smartest guys in this entire universe can't realize, or didn't figure out that his arch nemesis has been three different guys? Well, he's also because there's also because they've also hinted towards that the Joker has a Lazarus pit, like he Dionysium. That'd be part of the whole metal story that comes out today. Yeah. It's it's somehow related to nth metal and Lazarus pits and all the rest. Yeah. They're, they're tying all that together, and so that metal has fused with Batman and Joker to restore them after the big explosion. So yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they start explaining his his origin story because that's I think Joker has one of the most obscure origin stories out of all the DC villains. Because Riddler, okay, he Edward Nigma, that's pretty simple. Hugo yeah. Strange, pretty simple. Catwoman, pretty simple. Poison Ivy. Or Pamela Isley. Yeah. They're also the Joker. Where did he come from? Is it the Red Hood? Is, that, is he officially the Red Hood now, or has that never happened? That never really been official. They seem to operate like that's the real story, but if you come out and ask them directly, they'll always say, "Or is it?" You know, it's it's always a, it's always a here's the origin. Well, and maybe. then you know they'll they want to keep it a mystery, and I think mystery works better for him. I think mystery is what you need with him. I don't want to know his origin. Every character I want to know the origin. His, I don't. I don't want to know what yeah, happened. Joker of, came like about. him, um, the Phantom Stranger. You know, there's a whole. There's a handful of characters that you should just not know the origin behind. No, I ask you two guys a question about <clears throat> origin story. One of the couple of years ago, Marvel did the Wolverine origins, where they finally revealed his origins. Right. Do you think that hurt or helped? Wolverine in the comics in the long run like now we knew who his real name was James Howlett we knew where he came from we knew more about him I think it hurts long term because it cuts off that whole mystery element that makes it it helps short term because I'm sure that sold incredibly well the origin story was great the original one but once you do it you've now hurt future story potential um, of the mystery and it's different than the um, like relationships of you know you've got whether it's Peter and Mary Jane or yeah. Clark and Lois or anything else. Those, you need to progress those stories through their natural conclusions of, yeah. you know, getting together, married, family, and so on. That that doesn't cut off future stories. That opens up new possibilities. But doing the origin, if, if part of it, if being a mystery is a major component of a character, like the Joker, I think it actually hurts because it changes the character. You no longer are taking the same core character and adding something new. You've changed the core character. Because the mystery is a part of who they are. And plus, Wolverine was a guy I think raising silver spoon in his mouth, you know, yeah. nice healthy family that kind of thing. And adamantium spoon. Eh, it wasn't adamantium. It wasn't adamantium nah. spoon. Nah, no, it wasn't okay. that. Yeah. But um, I mean, it was a good story. But again, I agree with what you're saying that I think the mystery is gone. That a lot of it kills a lot of. Yeah. So, awesome. since I said let's look at the more recent ones, but just to, just as a quick moment, would you see anything different? Let's go through a couple different ones. The animated, just just looking at the animated Batman and Joker. No, because in the animated Batman and Joker, there was one episode where this nobody guy thinks he kills Batman. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody's like, wow, you know, he's the guy that killed Batman. He's a hero. Joker was ticked. Yeah. Tried to kill him himself. Batman ended up saving the guy Batman wasn't dead. Joker would take this very personal. Yeah. Joker yeah. genuinely cares for Batman, but to him it's all just one big game, I think. And he loves the game. Where Batman doesn't want the game, I think Joker loves the game and, and that kind of thing. All right. Now, the, the, the really iconic one. The Adam West, Cesar Romero, Batman Joker. That Joker would kill Batman. I, I think so, too. That's where I was going with that one. I, I really think he was always trying to kill him, but in a very comical style. He, was, he wanted the flair. That that was this extreme Elseworlds story yes, of Batman was. where it was. just scoffed by gaslight type Elseworlds story just completely out there. Yeah. Um, you got the Frank, you brought up Frank Miller, yeah. the Dark Knight Returns era. Yeah, the Dark Batman. Yeah, the Dark Batman. They always take, anytime they do those kind of stories, they always take Batman to those darker points. They tend to love to show him killing somebody, whether it's Joker or somebody else. They, they tend to love to show that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the original Batman started off with guns killing people. It's true. And actually, Joker died like issue two, didn't he? Something like that? I don't remember. I think he's by a train his, or something. His first, the Joker's first ever appearance, yeah. He jumps in front of a train and is killed. Yeah. But the character was popular enough, and this was a time where, you know, yeah. you didn't have the continuity in the readership. Well, you might have actually had a bigger readership. You had millions of kids spending their dimes buying the comics. Sure. But they didn't care. If, if six months later the character was back, yay! You know, that, that was it. That was all the thought given to it was yay! And I'm going to take this a step farther, actually. Just throw it out there. I think you're more likely to see Batman kill the Joker before Joker killed Batman. I think you eventually see Batman saying, enough is enough. He finally snaps. They're not going to cure you. You're not going to get better. You have to go. I, I can't... I don't think so, because the amount of stuff that Joker has done to Batman would have, would have made any normal person snap already. You'd think after Jason Todd... Yeah, I mean... That would do it. Jason Todd, Barbara Gordon... But what if he kills Damien? countless people. Yeah, Talia's going to kill... Talia kills Damien. And Talia killed Damon, and Bruce kind of went crazy for a little while there. Well, yeah, because he finally realized that he had a son, but did you see him kill Talia? Yeah. That, that was a really weird story, though. Yeah. yeah that was, was a really Grant Morrison strange yeah, well, story. Yeah, that's the one that wrote it. Yeah. But that was the thing. It's The Joker has already pushed Batman to all these demons, and he's never snapped. Now, let's say in, like, in the Injustice video games, Joker kills Lois Lane. And the way he does it is he makes Superman kill Lois Lane. Right. And Justice Video Games, by the way, I'm just throwing it out there, that was actually an incredible story. Yeah. So, you could snap Superman, because Superman has that capability of being snapped, because remember, he's always had the perfect life. Yeah. The farm, the family, atmosphere. Bruce Wayne lost his family in a dark alley. So he's already so used to loss and all that stuff. So I think it just depends on who it is. So for Batman to snap and kill the Joker, nah. I don't know if even snap. I think the fact that he might one day just realize I can't stop you. I need to end you. You're gonna keep killing millions of people. It's gonna keep happening over and over again. We keep winning this game over and over again. Where it is a game. I think Batman might one day just finally say, "Enough is enough. I have to end you." Punisher style. It might even not Punisher style, but like a quick death, like you know, grab him, snap the neck, and done, and regret it. But I don't. I think you're more likely. I, I think it's gonna happen. I think you're more likely to see that happen than Joker kill Batman. And, of course, the biggest reason for any of this is the fact that DC Comics, the publisher, 
Well, they're never, yeah, never going to let they're anything those happen. Guys, yeah. uh, they'll let it look like it. You know, they'll let it look like somebody's died. Right. That's happened you know, every time. Yeah, yeah that, that happens all the time. Because, um, I mean, if they were willing to take it to, to where it should go, you'd have Batman never snap. Yeah. You have Joker constantly be trying, and eventually they capture him and sedate him and lock him up somewhere constantly sedated, or even better, Superman. Hey, you've told me about this place a thousand years in the future, you know, where they have this planet that's an entire prison planet. Take him there. And they, Superman takes Joker off to Takron Gautos, a thousand years in the future. He's locked up with the worst criminals of the entire universe. And if he happens to escape and starts doing horrible stuff, what's well, so other criminals who also do horrible stuff, and you never hear from him again? That that would be more... Like realistic thing, but it's not doesn't work too well in the story. Oh yeah, you can't do that. It yeah. means you need the comic element. Now, do you think he'll, Joker will be able to escape from the Phantom Zone? Um, <laughs> I think he'd have to ride on somebody else's coattails. You know, if Zod say had a yeah. plan to get out, he'd figure out a way out with Zod or something. Yeah, but at least if it blows up into the sky. I mean, Joker still. I mean, this, you know, the star system. Uh, Joker's still dead. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're talking I'm about the, the too, Richard yeah. Donner yeah, thing. Yeah, no, that's not the Phantom Zone. That's that, not the that, that was Zone. a cool thing. I like that. that. That was always one of the big problems with the Superman movies. There were a lot of problems with the movies. Zone. I enjoyed them, but they, you watch them now. They don't. No, that doesn't hold up. The episode does not hold up. That would be a good one to look at someday. We'll do that one Superman. Um, one thing I thought of while you were talking about that, I think one reason that it would be difficult to say um, about this is about the origin, that... They, they should never give the full origin of the Joker because once you know the origin, it's much easier to manipulate somebody into or in a story to get to a certain point because now you know their motivations. You know what created them. So you know how to manipulate somebody into a position to where they would do something. Like if you knew exactly, here's what happened to Joker. He had a wife. She was pregnant. The baby was killed. He was dunked in acid. You know, If you had a series of events, you could say, okay, if those exact things were done in a certain order, in a certain way, that could parallel something of Batman's, then Batman could be put into a mental state of, you know, whatever. The more you know about the character, the more likely you are to have realistic outcomes. I never want to feel bad for the Joker, ever. And I think if you give him the whole married, happy yeah. life thing, you know, oh, well, I feel, no. You shouldn't feel bad for the Joker. Right. Ever. He's crazy. Yeah. I want Scotty to be crazy. Or is he crazy? I mean, another question for you guys. Is he generally crazy? I think he's he's generally always, crazy. he's so far ahead of Batman sometimes, when Batman's, like, again, one of the smartest guys out there. You think he's just, just pure luck, craziness, or? I think he's top. We discussed. I said this before. I think he's top five. Joker and Bruce Wayne are probably the, in the top five of the smartest people in the DC universe. Like we know, uh, Lex Luthor's number one. Batman could be number two. Mister Terrific's number three. Joker could be number four. Like he could be up there. I don't know. I probably wouldn't put him there. Cleverest, but I don't know about smartest. I mean, he's got the cleverness, but yeah. I think when they're judging the, who's the smartest, you got scientific knowledge and other knowledge and everything all combined into one. He didn't have all of that. It's like D&D where intelligence and wisdom are two different yes, things? Yes, yes, two different things. Okay. Yeah, he, he would have the wisdom, but not the intelligence. Uh, Whereas Lex Luthor has the combination of all of that. I mean, Joker manages just a lot of cool things. I mean, he puts together poisons and that kind of stuff. He, he does he a does. lot of... Of course, he buys some of it. Yeah, but he also knows the chemistry to make the Joker... The Joker serum, or whatever yeah. they call it now, and he creates these elaborate plans. 
90 percent of the time they get fulfilled to the point where it actually does succeed like he outsmarts people yeah and i think it's like a game of chess where you don't have to be the smartest person in the, in the room to win a game of chess but as long as you understand like tacticians stuff like that but that's still a sign of like genius and for him to be so many moves ahead of batman superman gotham pd where he's able to do all these things and then you go okay where does he get all this money from so maybe he secretly knows the stock market more than anybody else where he could <laughs> it's true <laughs> where he can manipulate bonds that way the stocks because there he has to be making money somehow to well, finance this character stuff. has been around for over 75 years he just put a little bit away for a really long time yeah i'll just say that it, so it's one of those things where you start where i've thought about like okay how did how did the Joker amass this massive fortune to hire these thugs, to hire these things to do all this stuff? Yeah. And Lex Luthor, okay, he created LexCorps. Bruce Wayne fell into the money. Mister Terrific created ter- the um, Ameritech. Ameritech. So and it's like okay, well, I mean, one happened to be a billionaire that from that fell into the money, but the other two built the corporation, built their empire. And Joker has built an empire. The Joker... Yeah. So to me, I think he's one of the smartest businessmen in the world that he could do illegal dealings yet still make money to prosper. Well, as long as we can go off on a kind of tangent like that, I do have to ask the question. I know this is not our main topic, but why do people keep working for the Joker? That's, that's another thing, too, is... <laughs> you know, at least with you know Penguin, you get a fair shake. You, yeah. you do your job, you get paid. It's a criminal organization. Yeah. There are certain rules. Joker might just kill you because he feels like it. Yeah. I never figured that one out. Hi, I Bob. always kind of wanted that. You know, Bob. Bob, you're my number one guy. Yeah. And that was a good imitation, by the way. He did a... He did. Incredible. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it just never made sense. That was one reason I liked the Joker in the uh, Suicide Squad movie. He came across as a mob boss who was crazy, but a mob boss. And you could see where, okay, a mob organization does have a structure and all the rest. You got that realistically someone would follow him. Whereas, much better interpretation, much better... From the Dark Knight, um, but no one would ever followed that version of the Joker. Unless I don't know, out of fear. it's one of those things, man. If you get out of fear, combined with well, I'm gonna get paid a ton of money. I might might be worth it to me give it a chance here. Yeah. If nothing else to lose, and maybe it's just that crooks are stupid. No, crooks are stupid. They are. At the same point, too, the Suicide Squad Joker's terrible. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> that guy was I hated Jared. I mean, he killed the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. so that's pretty bad. Did okay. Really? Well, Common was the original Green Lantern for the George Miller Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. Huh. So here, here is an alternate Joker. That it's a real Joker, but it's an alternate Joker at the same time. Okay, Flash goes back in time and changes time, and Flashpoint exists. And it was a real period of time. It was not an Elseworlds story. It was a real period of time. And in this alternate universe, Bruce dies, and Thomas becomes Batman, and Martha becomes a Joker. Would that version of the Joker kill Batman? Would a grieving mom who might blame her husband on not being able to save their child with that version of the Joker. No, Batman will be your husband. I don't think so, no. You don't know? No. See, I kind of think that's the one that would. But that's almost where once you know the full backgrounds of both, and they're so, they both know each other so well, it's easier to manipulate one from a writer's standpoint into realistically killing the other and it making sense. Okay, who is the best Joker? Like, not... Like movie wise, but like in the best comic, right? What's the best Joker story, and who portrayed the Joker? Who wrote the Joker best? I mean, to me, the best Joker is still the '80s 
seventies and eighties era Joker. That's the one I love. I mean, that's what led into the Alan Moore Killing Joke version. Um, purple coat, Hawaiian shirt at times, but you know the purple coated, suited, big hat, um, kind of classic, iconic Joker. That's always been my favorite. Um, I didn't like it when Scott Snyder started making yeah. it so weird and warped with the removing the face and all that. Yeah, I hated stuff. that. I was done with that storyline. Yeah. Um, and the Caesar Romero one well, might be fun on Adam West Batman no so I I like the 70s 80s era and the so best the, story is Daniel Killing Joke yeah Denny O'Neill and all that I don't like Grant Morrison did a pretty cool joke interpretation when he did Arkham Asylum that was really crazy out there but Grant Morrison's crazy out there yeah yeah, yeah. Alan Moore gave the definitive not the definitive Joker story everyone's based off but like he gave the Joker where his end game is to make everybody else's life miserable. Like, yeah. he wanted to show Commissioner Gordon that one bad day could break a person. So, that was a really cool interpretation of the Joker. Frank Miller, the way that he portrayed him, like, the Joker is no one without Batman. I always have a special place for, with, for Scott Snyder because that's what brought me back into DC Comics and understanding all that stuff. And it was uh, Tony Daniel that got the Joker's face ripped off. In the tech oh, okay. Comics. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I blame him instead. Okay. No, um, it, but but still, that whole era. Yeah, he, that, they worked with it because they wanted to yeah. not do the Joker right away. They wanted to save him for later on, like build up the stories without using the Joker. Like, yeah. oh, here's my trump card. Here you go. Here's the Joker story for the first. Basically, time. the new Fifty Two version of Joker is why I didn't like. Yeah. Anything. Um, I didn't like. I don't know. Like, I like all different. Ideations of him because the Bill Finger Joker was just crazy. The Romero Joker was entertaining. The Mark Hamill Joker is a definitive Joker for like a lot of kids as a younger age. I mean, that's that's my guess for you is the Mark Hamill. Oh, I love the Mark Hamill Joker. There was um one Joker, it's a one shot. You might know this better than I. I can't think of the name, but it's driving me crazy right now. Where he takes over a TV studio, and the producers are going crazy. This is great. You no, know, the Joker's here. All the ratings have blown up there. You know. He sprays somebody with this, with this flower. They think, oh, this is great. It's a poison flower. And, and they're loving it. But it was a regular yeah. flower. <laughs> he did all these regular things. He didn't hurt anybody at all. I don't remember this. And I'm trying to think what it was. And I remember... Was, it, was I, that I, not the animated? No, this was actually... It was a comic. It was okay. one shot. The art was terrible. Oh. <laughs> and we did like Batman's Rogue Gallery. I'm trying to think what it was. I'm going to find it. Because I love the storyline. Because it was so crazy. It was so the top. That he thinks he's going to do these horrible things and kill the audience. doesn't hurt any audience members. He's going to kill the person that teaches you. It's a constant suspense. It's a constant suspense. He's going to do all these horrible things. He did nothing wrong the entire time. Other than, you know, take over the studio. Well, yeah. But, um, you know, his stories are so unique that I don't think you've, you, can, you can change them. There's no other hero or no villain, I should say, actually, that you can put that kind of storyline on and make it work, except the Joker. The Joker, you can tell virtually any story with yeah. and make it work, because he would do whatever. All right, so for non-printed versions, for ones where an actor has portrayed in voice or otherwise, you've got Cesar Romero, you've got um, Mark Hamill, we had um, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger, Troy Jer- Baker, Jerry Jer- Jer- Leto, Leto. Uh, we had... Trey Baker's one of the best. Joe DiMaggio. Uh, I can't remember the other guy that did the voice for the Circus? Joker. Wasn't Circus the one he did in um, Mortal Kombat vs. DC? Maybe. I know there was one guy he actually won the Emmy for the, doing the voice of the Joker. So which one would be y'all's favorite of all of those? Mark Campbell for me. 
Yeah, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. The voice is perfect. Uh, Troy Baker did a great one as well. Yeah, Troy Baker. Well, Troy Baker did an imitation of Mark Hamill, and he did it perfectly though. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta go with Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger gave a completely different interpretation of the Joker, where everyone's like, "Whoa! I didn't know the Joker could be like this." Because Jack Nicholson was. Nicholson was what was needed at that yeah. time in history. I love the Nicholson version at the time. Watching it recently, I'm like, I hate it now. Yeah, and with Mark Hamill, because um, one of the podcasts, uh, the Fat Man on Batman, the Kevin Smith one, where they talk yeah. about the Batman stuff, Mark Hamill said, like, everybody was, do not do Nicholson. When they, right. when they auditioned for it, he goes, do not do Nicholson. We don't want Nicholson. We want somebody different. So that's one of the things where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool that they thought about that. Now I was like, do not do Hamill. Do, something, do everything other but Hamill. Except I think you could get away with doing a Mark Hamill version now. I think, I think if somebody tried to do a live action one, like if Jared Leto had decided to go there with it instead, yeah. be a little more comical and try to recreate that voice, I think that could have worked. They actually did a voiceover. Mark Hamill did some scenes, uh, reading. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Heath Ledger. I loved it. I would love to go back and watch Dark Knight, movie, and just do Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill do the voiceovers. Yeah. Well, that would be a much better movie. Um, along with, I know we're way off topic, but who cares? This is just fun. Um, Saw one. It was Kevin Conroy doing um, Batman's speech at the end. Yeah, of Dark Knight. Of I need, yeah, that the you know I'll be with the you know city needs and that kind of stuff. You'll chase me. You'll hunt me. It's all powerful that. though, isn't it? Oh. I mean, it does it's much. It's, it's, it's so resonating. good. It's powerful. Yeah. So it's much, great. so much better than any other version. Not that Christian Bale was bad in the role. Well, but, Christian Bale's voice was terrible. In that role. Yeah, but but even either so, it's not it's not really a knock on him. It's just you can have somebody who's good. When you put up against somebody who's great, Kevin Conway was such a powerful, resonating voice of Batman that just changed. That was, yeah, you, you can't repeat that. And I still, I want a Batman movie where he never takes off the mask and just dub in Kevin Conroy's voice. I'm cool with that. I just, I think it would work. I think it'd sell millions, billions, whatever. I mean, could you actually do Batman Beyond with Kevin Conroy as Batman? I mean, he's an actor, Probably right? Could. I believe. Probably could. He's yeah. not Terry McGinnis. I mean, being the Bruce Wayne. Being the old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, being the trainer. Maybe. But then again, Kevin Conroy is, does not have the physique of uh, Batman. Well, he's older. He could have got sick. You, yeah. yeah. Um, although, along those lines, I still hate that they never did it. When they were talking about doing Batman Beyond, back around the time it was on, and they were thinking about doing that. At the time, the name that was floated that they were considering doing that part for Bruce was Clint Eastwood. I can see Eastwood an role. old Clint Eastwood in the role of an old Bruce Wayne. Could have been good. That that could have been. I mean, talk about being able to pull off the gravelly voice. That's true. He can he can pull that off. Well, that's his voice, anyways. Well, yeah, no, that's what it is. the voice. Yeah, nobody's going to complain about it. You know. Um, I don't know who would have as an older Joker though. Ask yourself, Pump. Did he throw five batarangs or only six? I mean, All right, but, you know, they're, I think they're Joker's, reverse, but yeah, <laughs> that's one thing about Joker two in movies. I can always cast, you know, a good Deadpool, good Batman, whatever it is. I can't think of any actor that can pull off a good Joker. The best might be Heath Ledger, I think. I agree with that. I think if it was a younger, 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 younger Will Dafoe, probably. Because well, he has that big smile hmm. and you, that chin. He, he could look like a good Joker. But could he act? Well, actually, Will Dafoe's pretty talented, yeah. so I can't really... Him. Actually, I was, I was sitting here trying to think of, okay, for the one I like, you know, 
basically that purple suited 80s, 70s, 80s Joker is kind of what Mark Hamill was doing right. in a way when he was doing the voice for it. So I was trying to think of somebody who could pull off those physical moves and that kind of thing. I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but Matt Smith, think about his physical motions and activity yeah. as Doctor as the Doctor. I mean, he, he had the episode where he got taken over by the Cybermen. Yeah. I, and he completely changed, like, his movements from each role. Yeah, I, I bet Matt Smith could pull off doing the Joker really well. I don't know. Yeah, so I'll go with you in that one. Yeah, that would be that would be very interesting if that happened. Would you know. be open to a female Joker? Um, if they were doing Flashpoint, definitely. Which they are doing Flashpoint right now. They are. They've announced that is the official story for the Flash movie. Well, that's a, they haven't started shooting that. No, no. movie yet. But and right now, I am kind of worried. Where, as Comic Book Brian said, we're justly being possibly unwatchable. That was the first edit being unwatchable. But again. With deadline coming out, what three months or what four months? Yeah, three months. Yeah, three months. So, it, I mean, how much can you really fix in that time? I, I don't know. I mean, you still have the other properties fixing themselves though, because you also have the <clears throat> Aquaman movie, which James Wan, who's going like, yeah, we're gonna make it as practical as possible. We're gonna not rely so much on CGI. That's why this is gonna be one of the hardest movies we film in the DC universe, because it's gonna be underwater. It's gonna have a lot of water and, elements. And didn't it just wrap? Didn't it just finish filming? I don't remember. I think it. I think it did. So I mean, that's one that, even if it hasn't finished, it's days away from finishing. Yeah. So that that's one that definitely comes out. And for them to already say this is going to be this is going to be a really hard movie for us to do, and the guy did the Fast and the Furious movies, and those movies were. I like the first one. <laughs> there, yeah. So it's just interesting to see like how everyone else is attacking these things. So no, I, so to answer your question. If it's a Flashpoint story, absolutely. Female Joker, because that's what it is. To just say suddenly her, you know, his gender changed to a her, no. If you wanted to do it like Peter Pan, where they just find... Um, who's the actress who plays such androgynous characters, like in the Constantine movie? Oh, uh, Tilda Swanson. Yes, yeah, Tilda Swanson. Swanton. If you had somebody Swanton. like Tilda Swanson who... Is it Swinton? Swinton, oh, yeah, Tilda. Yeah. Yeah, her. She does a good job of playing completely androgynous. You don't really know, and it doesn't matter uh, what gender the character is. I'd be okay with a female playing it if they were playing it as the Joker and they were just, they're the right actor or actress in this case to get the movements and the acting style and everything else down, but play it like they were a male Joker. Okay. That, that's me. I, I don't see a reason to change it. Well, I'm just thinking because, you know, you're into the whole DC Universe being Elseworlds type story, then why can't you have an Elseworlds well, type you, Joker? You could. You could have an Elseworlds one. Since they have not introduced the Joker yet in the official DC Extended Universe, you could. Yeah, you're right. You could have a female Joker in that. And now that comp Brian getting off topics brought up the fact that, you know, Justice League might be a big bomb here, might be unwatchable. Now, you, you're still going to love it, obviously. Hey, I don't know. No, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Hey, you love Batman v Superman. You love Suicide Squad. You love Superman movie. Returns. Didn't care a thing about it. It was terrible. Right. Catwoman. It was terrible. Forget it. Catwoman Ooh. wasn't really anything. Seal. Forget it. I mean, you know, there's, there's, just because it's DC doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. If they, if they screw it up, they screw it up. The trailers on it look great. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've even mentioned that the trailer looked well, pretty good. I like parts of the trailer. I just... I mean, I hate Flash's costume. I hate it with a passion. Looks better in motion though than it does when it's. And I hate still. the way, even still, that's not Flash. And I hate the way Cyborg looks. Cyborg looks like one big piece of CGI. Well, I'll agree with you on the Flash pieces. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Or what they've done with the character on there, 
Cyborg Athlete looks fine. I mean, it's... I, I, I just look like he doesn't belong there. He doesn't look like he... He just looks like CGI to me. He looks mm-hmm. like a pure computer thing. Are they talking to our green screen? I, I just think, feel... I think uh, Aquaman's going to be the saving grace of the movie. Yeah. He'll be the breakout. Well, I love Jason Mo- I love the actor. I think he's great. Him and Wonder Woman will be yeah. the, the key. They're going to save the movie. And, but I didn't mind Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was good. But, yeah. All right. Well, it looks like our time is about up here. So, um... I have to ask, do we have a B-Man question of the week for next time that hopefully doesn't take over our entire podcast? Yeah, just throwing in the chain a easy question for you. All right. If there's a director making a movie, which director out there will you, no matter what he makes, you get to see it? Give me directors from past, present, whoever. He had a movie coming out, she has a movie coming out, whatever, you will see just because that director's in there. Just because that name's on there? Yes. All right. Who was that person? All right. That's a good question for next time. Yes. All right. So for John Paul. B-Man. And Comic Brian. We are out of here.